This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody. The Bills win in Baltimore, 23-20. A close win. And, I mean, close. What do you know? I can't. I don't know. I'm too old. Like, I just, this year, already with, from the beginning, with the heightened expectations, almost Never before had the Bills been looked at, talked about the way they are right now this year. And these games, I, I can't even, I can't believe looking back that the Tennessee game like wasn't stressful because <laughs> the season feel it's so stressful. Right. Like last week and then today, holy cow! Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about so many different things. Just uh, today's a great job. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a healthy mix here of impressed and relieved. Uh, you know, it relieved that the, the one-score game thing, at least for a week anyway, uh, gets to hit pause because the Bills were fantastic on that final drive. Did, did you think Singletary gave himself up? Yes. Man, could could the announce? I mean, they got to it kind no of. No clue ever. But they were completely late. No. And, like, he, he got to, like, r- right on the five-yard line and went, like, wrapped up the ball and just went, like, go ahead and get me. I think he could have scored there. I don't want to say easily, but I think he was going to score. They wanted him to score. Yeah, and he did a great job. And they just missed that he was heady enough to do that. And that is heady. That is close game, knowing the move. That was really, really well done. I mean, two plays later, Charles Davis on CBS is talking about how they could settle for the field goal and still win. Like, they wanted the field goal. Everybody watching knew they wanted the field goal. How does the guy calling the game not know they wanted the field goal? Well, they don't have Justin Tucker, but they like Tyler Bass. Oh, my God. Just, of course, they wanted the field goal. And the Ravens were right, in my opinion, for wanting them to score the touchdown because it would have given them a chance to win. Yeah, right. So, you know, good job by the – I mean, if you're going to – uh, you know, try to put a bullet in a narrative. That's a that's a hell of a way to do it. Coming back from seventeen down, like I I try very hard, and I'm usually successful. I mean, it's not that hard to do. Avoiding reacting to the way the game is going early, but when Jackson escaped both Miller and was it Rousseau? I'm not sure who the who the second guy was, and then lofted that prayer up on the sideline in the first half, and it should have probably been picked, but it wasn't, and it's bobbled, and then it's a, it's a reception for It's like, this isn't your day. It's just not our day. What's the lesson? It, the, the lesson is don't The lesson react. is just, there is no it's not your day. Right, <laughs> right. You know, keep going. You've got Josh Allen at quarterback, so keep going, and they did. So good for them. I I, I mean, I was feeling – it's a good thing I'm not a player, right? I mean, I was feeling really like, okay, well, who's next week? Right. That, that's how I was feeling at 20-3. to three. Um, the, Ravens, so, the Ravens have the ball three and a half minutes, three minutes left in the first half with that 20-3 to three lead and never 
score again. Sean McDermott's news conference, we'll have it for you live as best we can, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. We'll break now, give us a better chance of catching that on time. That's what they want us to do. 23-20 Bills over the Ravens. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here for the next almost two hours on post-game coverage. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back. Mike Shope and the Bulldog on the Bills Radio Network. Buffalo wins in Baltimore from 20-3 down, 23-20. Last second field goal, last play. Tyler Bass for the win. Uh, Sean McDermott shortly. Josh Allen just left his turn at the podium. We'll listen back to him and maybe even play some of Allen as we go today, but McDermott will be live coming up. The Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks equipment rental. Building America from the ground up, visit skyworksllc.com. The early success Allen and the Bills have been having in games did not come today after eight straight games scoring a touchdown on their first drive. I think he started two for ten. Baltimore on the quick interception goes in right away, minute and a half. Allen ends up 19 for 36, 213, a touchdown pass, Isaiah McKenzie, and the early interception, that was it. Allen rushing again, tops on the team, 11 for 70, and a score. Stephon Diggs, he's had bigger games, 4 for 62 to lead the way. No one caught, no Bill caught more passes or for more yards, or Raven either for that matter. Um, Singletary, 4 for 47 in the air, 11 for 49 on the ground, had a fumble. McKenzie with the score before an injury, apparent concussion, 4 for 21. Shakir, Bulldog. There he is. There he is. Big big catch or two? Two, yeah. The, the catch and run on his first ever NFL catch. And then, um, you know, on that winning drive, uh, nice play at the sideline, get himself available for his quarterback scrambling around there. So, um, yeah, I mean, no one really lighting it up uh, receiver-wise, but Shakir contributed. So that was, that was good to see. They needed him. Yep. Lamar Jackson, 20 for 29, 144, a touchdown pass to Dobbins on that first Possession after the interception. Two interceptions, both by Jordan Poyer. You can't say enough, that guy. Like, the the first play is great. Maybe Jackson or a Raven takes him out. You just can't, you know, you can't expect the offensive team with a ball batted up in the air like that to just go knocking down all the bills. But, you know, that's what you'd like for them to do. Jackson is like a, a half second. He's almost able to do that with Poyer. I don't know if he thought of it, but Poyer gets up in the air first. It makes that catch, and then the last one that could have been a touchdown. That, yeah, that play, was it Duvernay? Yeah, in the corner, he was all kinds of alone, and uh, Poyer saw it just in time because I mean he got there just as the ball did. So I mean it was a very very close call, but you know credit to Poyer. I think it is a touchdown if he doesn't get there. As as bad as the play looks, yep. you know, right from almost the beginning of the, right from the snap, but. I think it's a touchdown, if not for Poyer making that read and that finish. It's it's no small thing either that he makes the pick, and they don't have to start the drive at the the three. Right. I think that's a part of, again, that's not addressed on the broadcast. Um, I mean, you know, maybe it's just so obvious, but... Yeah, I mean, if that's just an incomplete pass, you're starting your three-yard line instead you're bumped out to the 20. I mean, that's uh, that is awfully nice to start that possession that way uh, for the Bills. So huge play there. A couple of other defenders. We normally just focus on the offensive guys here when we go through the stats, but Milano and Edmonds, just what a monster day for both of those guys. Um, you know, there's probably games where their stats maybe are similar. You know, 11 tackles, 14 tackles, whatever. 
I, I just thought they did a really good job on Jackson. I mean, yes, Jackson had his 73 yards, um, but they there were a couple of instances there where they both just managed to wrap him up and get him down and, you know, save themselves from a lot more damage. So I, I thought the Bills' two linebackers really had a strong, strong game today. Right on. Jackson ends up the game's leading rusher. 11 for 73, Dobbins with the touchdown run to go with the touchdown reception that he had, and Baltimore receiving-wise, Devin uh, Devin DuVernay leads the way, 4 for 51. Wow, this game. I mean, (laughs) these games are intense. Can the Steelers just not uh, next week? Can they just not? Like, they lost (laughs) to the Jets. Can we, uh, you know, take a breath? Is that probably too much to ask? I'm getting a little greedy. All right, um, Sean McDermott still to come. All locker room audio will be brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. And when we get to our first caller, that'll be thanks to our friends at ServePro First Response. ServePro of Buffalo and ServePro's team Luzzy. ServePro responds first and faster to any size disaster. Yeah, I'm just sort of like numb from watching this game. I'm I have to admit. Um, The strategy, you're not going to be surprised to hear me say, you know, go John Harbaugh, going for the touchdown there. Part of the math is, we just talked about the play. Three-yard line, yeah. The fact that the Bills would have to go, not the length of the field if they only need a a field goal, this is what would happen if Baltimore doesn't score, but the turnover, the touchback, I mean, gets them the 20 Makes a difference. There's a big call on that drive. The Bills are almost mm-hmm. there. You've got the Knox play to get out, and then you have that roughing the passer. This is one of those for me. I don't know if I'm right, but there was a play early in this game. Allen slides, and you see and hear McDermott screaming up the sideline, yelling at the official for not calling a hit to the head. And there were two or three plays in this game where you could have. Allen on one is gesturing to the referee. He's down, and he's like, he's pointing to his head. His helmet's a little bit askew. Like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And that hit, I mean, that does not look like, that's not our dad's roughing the passer, right? I mean, he doesn't really, come on. But he does, I think, the defender does, I think, make contact with the helmet. And Allen, I think, sold it. Yep, they've been. I think they've been chirping all day. Yep. And as soon like Allen is good at this, you know, like as soon as he gets hit there, he's looking at the ref, probably yelling at him, and then he gets the gets the flag. Yep. I, yeah, I wonder, you know, how much him, you know, yelling at the because he does, he looks frustrated at first, like come on, and then gets the call. And there's a little fist pump, but the head, as he's turning on the play, uh, you know, from the camera angle you saw on the replay, he his head went up, and and I'm you know I'm not saying that wasn't the the blow that he took, but it, it's also possible that he just exaggerated it enough to get the attention of the official. I mean, um, you know, it, it, so look, if that call goes against the Bills, we're probably you know fighting off nothing but people complaining about that call, or maybe I'm just doing nothing but complaining about that call myself. It's a very you know, it's sort of a, a, a touchy call, but when your quarterbacks, both of these guys are MVP candidates, and it looks like they got str- hit in the head, especially with what's gone on in the league since last week's Bills game with the Dolphins and what's happened with Tua. They're going to be sensitive about calls like that, like blows to the head, especially on rock star quarterbacks. It doesn't look like roughing the passer, right? Like that that right. play does happen how many times a game? Five to ten times a game, and it happened other times in this game. Maybe with Jackson too, but the, the Bills, I think, you know, they, they were in the referee's ear. And, you know, again, I don't know that I'm right. I'm not sure that that mattered, but it could have. That's why they do it. 
<laughs> you try to get that call later, and they did. The the twenty at the twenty to three mark, you have the pass interference not called. That was Poyer, I think, on that play where he runs through maybe Duvernay doesn't. I don't know, and that isn't called. And I thought there was one of those on the Ravens too earlier when they were sort of humming where. Uh, an interference? Uh, no, the Bills would have had the ball. An interference penalty wasn't called on them, but you know that's that's just football. You have both. Uh, but what what a turning point! You know the Ravens are just like unstoppable. Twenty to three, the Bills are fumbling all over the place, and they end up getting the touchdown before halftime. Baltimore gets the ball, three and out. I mean, a false start. They do. The Ravens are good. They do these little mistakes like there are these little things about them that that this is a game that helped it helped to get them beat delay of game you know false start the center's rocking back on the first play of the second half uh maybe the point on jackson on the first poor interception just little little things can be the difference in these games and that this is one of those games i mean so close all right, we're still waiting on Sean McDermott, so let's take a call. We've got Kevin with us. Go ahead, Kevin. So, Bulldog, man, hey, what a game, what a game, what a game. That guy's secure. Oh, where'd he come from? A couple of beautiful catches. And that pass, that one Knox caught, excellent catch. But my real question is, what the heck is going on with Gabe Davis, man? This guy can't catch a cold in the blizzard the last couple of games. You think it's that ankle that's bothering him, or he's just got something going on in his head, or is he reading his own press? I have no idea. I, Actually, I, I might I might venture to guess he's not feeling physically all you know, all the way there with the ankle injury. He did miss or was limited in practice, if not missed one day of practice after you know maybe tweaking it uh, during the week. So I think that that's probably right. Maybe that's causing him not to get as much separation as he might like, but. There were a couple of balls. I mean, it's it's a very tough day, wind and rain, wet ball. But there were a couple of balls that were right in his hands that he just did not, he just didn't corral. So I, you know, I, I don't know if if it's an injury uh, to the ankle that's bothering him, but he he had a he had a sloppy day today. Maybe three targets, one on three, maybe four. Uh, one for thirteen is his number, which you get from Davis. All right, here's Sean McDermott. All right, good team effort. Uh, obviously got down in the first half. I thought the guys and the coaches both um, stayed with it, made the adjustments that, that we needed to make. Players executed, made the plays we needed to make, and um, you know put together a good drive at the end. Big stop by the defense and, and uh, put together a winning drive at the end. I thought the way that it was executed, especially in the final, I don't know, 20 yards maybe there, uh, I thought was high-level stuff and um, good to see. So congrats to uh, T. Bass also, Reed, and and Sam for that that operation and and uh, so good to, good good to get a win on the road uh, in a tough situation tough environment. How big was the, the touchdown drive before half, Sean? And then to come out and play defensively like you did to start the half there and maybe in between all of that, what was said um, in the locker room? Yeah, I just think in the first half uh, we were a little sloppy with the football there, two take two turnovers. Um, the defense was holding us in a little bit there. We were on our heels to start, and they they settled in. And then the offense settled in, like you said, in the second quarter there, started to move the ball a little bit and just executing at a higher level and, and um, you know, just kind of doing what we do there. And that was fun to fun to watch us settle in. And, again, coaches, players collectively did a really good job right there. I thought, to your point, that score before half gave us some momentum. 
um, knowing we were going to have to come out and defend. And I thought that I think we'd had three or four and out there maybe uh, after half there. And um, and so uh, I thought that was good complimentary football. Ball on the five-yard line, drive 93 yards all the way down to the two. Yeah. What was kind of the sense and the message that you were trying to, you know, relay to the defense? It's going to hang in there almost. Obviously, Jordan ends up with the Yeah, that was a big play. Um, you know, again, resilient group. Um, you know, Leslie and the staff did a really good job of just sticking with it, and the players were doing a good job of. We had a couple third downs on that drive, I think, that where they got out or Lamar got out once or twice there, and he's a heck of a player. You know, it's that was a heck of a battle between two elite quarterbacks. And, um, uh, you know, the conditions, I think, you know, were tough to plan. I, I think the players did a pretty good job, um, especially when it started coming down harder in that third quarter. Um, you know, took the ball early because we felt like, hey, um, you know, the weather could change, and it did change. Uh, so we wanted to try and score early. Obviously, it didn't happen with the turnover and whatnot. But, again, just overall, good team effort. The guys stuck with it. Um, we'll see where we go here. See, talk about the fourth, they get down there, and they go for it on fourth down. Were you surprised by that call from the other side? Uh, not necessarily. I know, um, you know, they've been going for fourth downs. John's an aggressive uh, uh, play caller in that in that situation. And, um, you know, so... You know, he made the decision. I was proud of the way that we executed our defense and, and got the takeaway. I think that was big, was a takeaway as opposed to, you know, hey, uh, ball sails out of bounds and we get the ball at the minus three-yard line there. It's a little bit different. So that takeaway by Jordan Poyer, the rush by our defensive line, I thought worked well together. Yeah, um, very impressed. Not not surprised. Um, you know, he does a great job resetting and, and uh, sticking with it and, Really good football player, great intangibles, and uh, we're happy to have him. You always talk about complimentary football. In a close game, special teams punt down to the five, defense yeah. comes up with a turnover, offense drives down. You know, there's a lot's been made of the close game thing, but to see it all execute the way it did, how does, how does that, what's that say about you guys and how you feel today? Yeah, again, I thought Sam, that punt that Sam had that you referenced, um, it was big. Um, you know, great to see him get fired up. I love his energy and, and uh, you know, the synergy between those three. Um, it's been fun to watch that grow every week. Um, so, again, good complimentary football and, um, you know, so good to get out of here with the win. It's a tough, tough environment, good football team here. 51-yard field goal drive, when they covered 51 yards. I think, if I'm not mistaken, all those yards came on the ground there on that field goal drive. What kind of clicked in after you guys had some struggles? on the ground game in the first half. Yeah, I thought Chrome and, and uh, the O-linemen did a great job adjusting. And that's, if you look at the complexion of the game overall, uh, it wasn't going our way early um, due to multiple uh, variables, right? So, but I thought, again, the, the coaches adjusted. In some ways, we stuck with the plan. In other ways, they adjusted, and, and then the players executed. And that's just, I think, the poise, right, to be able to do that in a hard environment like this against a good football team that's well coached also, um, you know, we have a lot of respect for them. So that's a, that's a really good sign right there. What did you feel like you did well against Lamar Jackson, defensively against Lamar Jackson, especially over the last, say, two and a half quarters? I, again, I just think it was uh, we were more disciplined, more assignment sound. Um, you know, I don't, there's probably no magic to it, just uh, guys executed, and, and uh, we just settled in probably a little bit more. and. You know, it's funny, you go back to the playoff game and that, that first drive of the game that they had, they went right down the field on us, kind of felt the same way this, this game started. And, uh, and then again, it, it, it's, a, it's a unique offense, so it takes some time just to settle in a little bit and just do your 111th and, and execute uh, the plan. Most of that 
situational football at the end. You know, Devin knowing to go down, Josh just getting the first down to get a fresh set of downs to bleed their timeouts. Just, I know you're preaching it all the time, but to see it in action and your players do it for you. Like. It's big, man. I mean, that's high level right there. I mean, we, we had two first downs. We had two chains left, and uh, we knew we could put them in a tough position there. Only having only, They only held two timeouts at the time. My guys upstairs were right on it, and uh, and then the coaches on the headset collectively, and then the players, they were, um, I think it was at the two-minute warning, we had a chance to communicate that to the, to the huddle. Um, and then Motor, um, with the screen that we threw to him, knew not to score um, because of where we could put him with, with a couple of those first downs, especially one of them, that first one that he got on that play. Um, and then Josh came over uh, after they had burned the last timeout and said, hey, all we need is they've got one left, and, and once he got that first down, it forced him to burn it, no score, drain it to three, three or four, call the timeout, and, and uh, T-Bass executed. Kind of got thrown into the fire the last two weeks. Um, got, they, Braden's got some guys with some speed on the outside. How do you think yeah. he held up today? It looks like he was doing a pretty good job. Yeah, just super proud of, of, of all the guys. Uh, we've got a couple of young guys like Kair out there that um, you know super proud of the way they've battled and learned and taking every week and just trying to improve. And that's really as, us as a team. We've got to do that every week, try and improve, try and evolve, make the adjustments we need to make, and uh, get ready for another good opponent this week in the Steelers. Last question to Matt. Um, I mean, they just looked like a bunch of crazy dogs out there. I mean, they weren't breaking down to tackle. They were attacking Lamar, it seemed. In yeah, the open field. and those are tough tackles, you know, on Lamar Jackson in the open field. And thought we tackled at times well today. At other times, we could have tackled better. Um, and that's something we'll continue to work on. But Tremaine and Matt, the level that they've played at, the leadership they've given us, in particular with 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 Mike and Tredavious out, um, that's been that's been important for us and needs to continue. So thanks, guys. Sean McDermott, often, at least in my assessment, just very careful and uh, it's not the same. Is it the same thing? Guarded, you know, just not really into the details. But he gives the details on those plays mm-hmm. at the end, like just bluntly said. Singletary knew not to score and loved it. I mean, he's talking about how the communication worked, the guys upstairs, the you know, the mysterious guys upstairs who are like not, I think, technically coaches, but they've got the numbers down and you know, he they told him what to do and everybody got to talk about it and Allen knows what to do. The first down he gets at the one kind of clinches it as long as they make the kick. And uh loved having McDermott there lay it out because we deserve to know. Yep, after and, these it's, games. It's a tr- and that's a tricky look. That that sneak. I mean, if Baltimore was still of the mind to, you know, want to let them score, which they should have been, um, you know, plowing into the middle of the line, it might be hard to know exactly where you are. You want to make sure you get that first down because that just cinches it. I mean, you'd like your chances almost no matter what there, but still, if you if you if you, the object is get that first down so we can bleed the clock all the way down and make the final play of the game a winning field goal. You got to not score there, and when you're when you're in that schmozzle, it might be pretty easy to sort of just get shoved into the end zone because yep. you're trying to get some forward momentum there to get the first down, but not so much that you end up in the end zone. So they they just did a great job of managing that, um, and it, you know just couldn't have come at a better time. Obviously, they win the game, but you know on the heels of last week on a seventh consecutive one score loss, 
uh, to have them, you know, finally demonstrate, like, hey, we know how to do this. You know, they, they really, it was it was expert how they handled that. It was. A couple minutes. McDermott, more than once, just now, called it high-level stuff, and I think so, too. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We'll look for your phone calls next, 716-803-0550, and we'll uh, keep talking about this fantastic Bills win today from 20-3 to down, the final 23-20 Bills over the Ravens. Time out here first. This is Buffalo Bills football. Bills at the Ravens 11 yard line. They show blitz again. Josh takes the snap. Back to throw. Now he's going to run it around the left side. First down yardage inside the five. Headed towards the end zone. Is he in? Yes. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen around the left side. Touchdown, an 11-yard run for the Buffalo quarterback. What a play. As Bills quarterback Josh Allen's rushing TD, our eye on the QB today, which is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. We've gone over the stats already, but just quickly, Allen again on the day, 19 of 36 passing, 213 yards. One touchdown to Isaiah McKenzie was picked off once as well. Also carried that touchdown rush on the way to 11 carries for 70 yards on the day. Interesting how closely, how close the stats are for these two teams in a game where one dominated and then the other did. Like Jackson and Allen, rushing is almost identical. You know, kind of how they got there. They both threw tipped interceptions. Like just the Allen's interception early and then the Jackson one you had tip passes were a thing in this game all the receiving stats are like identical team by team four for 50 on down like it's about the same number of guys for the same number for the same amount of production rushing they're both the both quarterbacks led the teams in rushing I don't know if like the overall team stats look as close as that but it's really strange how much the individual stats resemble each other I think they do. I, I looked earlier. Um, first downs were 22 to 22 uh, in the game. Bills okay. were 4 of 11 on third down. Baltimore was 6 of 13. 62 total plays to 64 total plays. 326 to 296 in favor of the Bills for the yards. Time of possession was really skewed in Baltimore's favor. 38 10 to 21 50. But the rest of it was really comparable. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Bills win it 23-20. Let's go to Ryan next. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to echo everything that's been said. Obviously, pumped about the win, but more the manner in which they won. I mean, the narratives all week long have been, oh, Bills can't win the one-score game. People questioning, you know, coaching decisions, decisions of the team. So not only do they have the big comeback, um, and win the one-score game, but also at the end of the game, as you were saying, Shope, um, how McDermott was saying, you know, all the communication so that everything was known, how it should be handled at the end. And I've seen so many teams get it wrong at the end of the game like that, where the running back just runs into the end zone and then leaves, you know, a minute 50 on the clock, and then the other team has a chance to come back. But I loved how even the announcers on the broadcast said, did Singletary go down there? And, like, he did, and he knew, like, let's get down, let's run the clock down, let's not give them any time and just win the game and walk in walk-off fashion. It was just perfection at the end there. Yes. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I liked, I liked how they handled that. I mean, it's, it is the big, you know, that and, com- you know, the comeback. Um, 
but you know we know they're potent and Baltimore just could not put them away when they when they when they had the game in the first half the Bills defense had a very strong day uh really overall and and I think you know deserve a lot of credit for holding Baltimore off the scoreboard entirely in the second half but yeah that last drive was just it was masterful really I mean they did yes they got a break and and it should be said. I mean, it was first and 15 at the 41 after a penalty. Uh, so, you know, even though it was maybe a generous roughing the passer call there that gave them 15 yards, it was first down. It's not like they were on the brink of having to try a 60-yard field goal or turn it over on downs, trying a, a you know, a, a, a long shot fourth down play or something because they weren't in good field goal range given the conditions. It was first down. So they had a lot to work with there if they hadn't gotten the gift. I'm using that word for that of that penalty. Um, they still had a chance to still get in at least field goal range anyway. It might yes. have been harder to run the game down, but you know, so they played a part in it. But they weren't dead if they didn't get that call. They weren't dead, but it would have been second and fifteen. Yep. And I think on second and fifteen, you're trying to get some of it back, and then you're at third and four, maybe, and that's one where you might you're thinking about kicking the field goal if you don't get it. And I don't know, if they kick a 55-yard field goal to go up 23-20 and there's a minute 50 left, who's your money on? I mean, I it's said a... this last week when the Bills got the ball in the, in the same kind of situation. I want, I want the ball. I'm going to be expecting you to move the ball on me and score. Now, Baltimore didn't, did not have a great day moving the ball, but who knows how the Bills would have played defensively, whatever. It's a scenario that we don't have to worry about. It didn't happen. Um, <laughs> The penalty was big. I'm just not it, – it wasn't like, you know, all hope is lost. That's right. Big. That's right. That's all. Here's Matt next. Hi, Matt. Kidding. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Big win today. We're just driving out of Baltimore right now. Sweet. I think the big thing is the one-score game. I, we had this whole narrative about how we couldn't win a one-score game, 0-7 in the last seven, and now we, we proved that this team can do it, and I just am very proud of that. Now, I'll just be curious, you guys think that was just a trend or a small sample or whatever it is, but I think you know, we showed that we could win in a one-score game. I was very happy about that. You know, thanks, Matt. Um, since you asked, I appreciate that you asked, I have never thought that it was anything but a fluke. So, yeah, you're right to point out that's going to be the story. It's gonna, I bet that's what the, the gamer in the paper reads like. You know, Oh, they finally won a one-score yep. game. I, nobody really – I can't say nobody. It's lots of people – it never seemed like a real thing to me. Like that it's for lots of different reasons. I mean, just look at the Bills of two years ago. Look at the history of the league. Look at any team over time. Years go back and forth like that. What last week, the way there were so many little things that got him beat last week had us talking talking that through. Yep. Like, all right, do we have a, a problem here? What it whatever. Yeah, what tell, is it? Yeah, keep telling me how it's luck, but it, it just keeps right. We, the, we keep getting we keep calling tails when it's heads. Like I, so it was getting it's testing your patience or your you know, how how much you believe in that that it's that it's luck. That's right. And you know, I, I might say last week, well, Allen misses the throw to McKenzie. Like is that does that mean mm-hmm. he can't play or something? Because they've won the close games a year before, as I've said already. So it's definitely right that it's been talked about, but I believe in the numbers. The numbers are my truth. And nobody came off the Bills. Again, I said nobody, exaggerating. People didn't come off the Bills as the Super Bowl favorite, even because even when the standings changed. Not only are, are they maybe flawed in a way where they can't win close games, but also they're a game out in the division. They lost to a team in their division. The numbers, their odds didn't change of winning the whole thing. Nobody in that world cared. 
th- those people, numbers people would have always said, so what? You know, cross your fingers next time. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll get it next time, but it didn't happen today. Bulldog, that's the right point. It, it happened so often, although it was the first time this year, right? Where it, it was, it seemed right to talk about it. But uh, no, no. It came. It came at a very good time. I mean, yes, I, I, you know the obvious state. They're you know they're tied with Miami now atop the division. So last week doesn't sting as much because they lost to Cincinnati, and here you got your win. But the way it came does, I think, it, it, that you know what what are we doing here, right? We're we're, we're kind of new to this, ha- you know, being the favorite. I mean, what it's been it's been a season like last year was was similar, like as far as their expectations go. Although they weren't the definitive favorite all off season last year, but still. We're sort of new at this being, you know, the best team in the league thing, and so you know what what well what 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 is worrying you? What's the concern? Well, the one score game thing. Did you see? Wow, geez, they let so much go in Miami. How come they? Good, like it's one week, but you 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 you, you know get that fire put out for now. This game, like many, not all one score games quote hashtag are created equal, but I mean. 2020, four minutes left, Baltimore's on your one-yard line, four minutes to go. Just like second and goal at the one with Lamar Jackson, and they don't get there. Who makes the second down stop? Uh, it's, it, they, Dobbins looked like he had a hole, maybe it's easy to say when you're just watching on TV, up the middle, he goes right into the wall. And so third and four, and Jackson, that might have been a draw. Jackson runs on the third down play and is tackled at the two, two or three. Setting up fourth down and the poor interception, huge yep. play. A lot, of, a lot of guys on that defensive line already this year have had moments. You know where, where we've talked about them. You know, Settle and Oliver maybe in the opener. Daquan Jones, uh, and you know the ends have all contributed. Russo, Basham, Epinesa, of course, Von Miller. How about Shaq Lawson on the fourth down play? He, like, he beats the pants off of his guy coming off of the right edge. And he is the one who flushes Jackson backwards right away. Like that, there's other guys that get through, but Lawson beat his guy in one step. Just got his shoulder under him and was past him, and did a great job. And like Shaq Lawson is pretty far down the defensive depth chart, and it's another guy today that made a big contribution at a major, major time. He's also being held so obviously and blatantly there, but you know, holding might not be a penalty anymore. Yeah, just like. Several examples in this game. Like, I, come on, that's holding? No? Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Let's give our friends along the network 10 seconds. I'm just about to say when. For station identification here on the Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I guess I didn't say when, but hopefully everybody knew what to do. We'll take a break and talk some more on the other side. 23-20, a comeback win. Bill's first win from 17 down since that game against New England 11 years ago. Drayton Florence, all that, right? That game that everybody loved at the stadium, beating Brady and Belichick. Last, I think I saw that on TV, so I'm going with it. Because everything on TV is accurate. Uh, 17-point deficit coming back to win. Time out now. Thanks for listening. More post-game coverage next. This is Buffalo Bills football. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills 
Game Day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. It's time for the post game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Fires this one is caught at the three-yard line into the end zone. Touchdown, Isaiah McKenzie. A four-yard touchdown catch from Josh Allen. The Bills hit the end zone with nine seconds left in the first half. That is our electric play of the game, brought to you by Town BMW. For an electrifying performance, check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Not a lot of fireworks in this game, only two touchdowns for the Bills offense, but that was one of them. Josh Allen had the other on a, uh, a rushing attempt from 11 yards out. That play that you just heard, the McKenzie touchdown, got the Bills on the board. Well, they had a field goal, but it, it got them a touchdown before the half ended after really being, you know, just getting kind of kicked around in the first half. So big, big score, big drive, and uh, good execution by Allen and McKenzie there. Still in this, even in this first half today where Baltimore was in total control, or so it seemed, it was their mistakes were really what was stopping the bills like it was not we i I don't know i I can probably get a little carried away but we've talked like this offense and allen individually is almost unstoppable and so what stopped them when they were struggling in this game he threw an interception on a deflection might not have even been a bad pass that first one it's close enough even to the receiver i think yeah whatever but yeah, nice play on the ball by a yeah. good player, and it you know was a tipped pass anyway. You had the Singletary fumble. I mean, really, uh, not a lot, not, not too many drives end in punts, as we know, as we've seen with this team. And even how many punts were there in this game? Two or three? Um, not too different. Yeah, and there were drops too. So, like, the, right. the, you know, again, you know, the conditions challenging, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Uh, say like the, the the Bills offense, e- even on a day that you know where the first half, you know they 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 were having a very very tough time. It wasn't so much that Baltimore deed up on them. It was just you know balls going through guys' hands and mistakes. So, you know, yeah, I I I I'm hearing you there. The one drive ended. A short drive ended on a a pass that bounced off of Crowder. Like okay, catch it. Yeah. Another ended. There must have been maybe three or four punts because another one ended. On, they had the Moss drive. They got down two touchdowns and ran Moss on two or three plays. Third and short, he got stuffed and they they punted there. So it happens. But three punts, yeah, on the day. Three. Yep. Did you hear? We'll get to your calls after this. Did you hear the TV guys say that Allen told them it took him until Friday to feel right after last yes. week? Yes, I did hear that. That seems right. That's believable. Yeah, I believe that. Yep. That was a thing we talked about a lot this week. Like, how how hard will it be for the Bills to have re- to recover from that game in Miami physically? And it was so intense, maybe a little bit emotionally too. Uh, it could have something to say about why this game today started the way it did. But great job to compose and get right, and eventually take it. Let's get to your calls. We have Patrick next. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how's it going, guys? All right, Patrick, thanks for calling us. 
Uh, thanks for taking my call. I uh, I just want to say love seeing the unicorn today, a successful uh, running back screen, and uh, I wanted to also kind of you know just impose the two rookies was was loving the play that uh, Shakir made, you know, and and on the other side it was uh, Cook dropping a ball, and you know looks like we're not going to see you till Pittsburgh, but uh, you know I hope uh, speedy recovery to uh, Crowder and McKenzie, but I'm excited to see a little bit more Shakir. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Uh, so are we. Yeah, I'm bull, I'm big on Shakir. I, I still was surprised he wasn't active for the first game. Uh, there's been a numbers game there. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to see injuries, obviously, but I think they're in good hands if he's got to play. I've been saying it all summer. I, I think he's, he's – they threw him the ball 13 times in the preseason, and guess how many catches he had? 13. I mean, he's – say 13. It's, it's, you know, he gets open, and he's reliable. Like I, I, you know, I know he's a rookie, and a fifth-round rookie at that. But I, um, I think they're in good hands if he's got to play. I really do. Me too. And Cook had another unfortunate moment today. Yep. Uh, that's kind of almost been a regular thing, and that's the only time I saw him. One play, drop pass. You know, Singletary fumbles, and then it's Moss. So that's not a coincidence, right? Like, right. Got to send a message. Look to the next guy. But uh, Singletary is their running back. And they, he was strong at the end of this game. And when they yep. needed it, when they wanted it, he didn't come off the field, much like the end of last season. And to hear Sean McDermott describe the way he did today, how the last sequence of the game went, giving the detail, you know he's pumped up. Like, McDermott does not usually want to – he, he – he, protects himself from saying too much at these press conferences. You know, he thinks that there's a – it's negative EV to give information. You know, why did you do this? It's a strategy question. I don't want to answer it. But he he nailed in the press conference just about half an hour ago what happened there when Singletary went down before the end zone at the end of the game, bluntly said that was the plan, that was the play. And so that's going to get – not that Singletary necessarily needs it, but that will get him big points. That is the stuff. I mean, that's something that coaches just just love. I mean, need from from their guys. And Allen is strong in that area too. And I, I think that was a very proud moment for McDermott to 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 outwit Harbaugh, if you will. I at, agree. At and I think that I think that's why he wanted to get so specific about it. Yeah, or, right, or was willing right. to get so specific too. about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he. I think he felt really really good about how everybody handled that. Let's go to Ken next. Hi, Ken. Hi, guys. Uh, great game and all, but I wanted to shift uh, the attention a little bit to something that I found surprising in this game twice, not once, but twice. And I forgive me if I'm wrong, it may have happened on the same drive or back-to-back drives. Of course, everybody knows about the hit on McKenzie. Um, I felt, you know, if you look at the replay, he lowered, lowered his shoulder, hit it uh, right in the head. That was, I thought, a hit of a defenseless player. Um, should have been addressed. And then with Allen, when he ran, and he slid. And if you look at the replay, both guys hit each other, but their knees also collided with his helmet on both sides. And in a week, especially what's going on with Tua and the enlightenment about concussions, for neither to be addressed by the officials, I kind of found it a, a little bit of egregious. Um, I thought they would be a little more heightened uh, because of what's going on to look for that stuff. And the McKenzie one especially, I just thought, I mean, it was there for everybody to see. He's laying on the ground. You saw the guy lower his shoulder. He was already on the ground when the guy came in and took his shoulder to his helmet. And, you know, you couldn't be any more flagrant than that. And nothing, not a penalty even. You know, I'm sure there'll be a fine probably, but 
you know, you, you got to protect the players a little bit better than that, especially with what's going on that we've seen in the last week or two. Well, I'll say this, Ken. Um, I certainly understand the sentiment and appreciate the sentiment. But, I mean, they can't go – I'm not sure I even disagree on the McKenzie point. But in terms of the Allen one, and this think of the roughing the passer call that he got. I think that's because it was a head hit. It, it was a glancing, but you see the helmet move, right? And that's mm-hmm. a point – I said this an hour ago. Like You, you might have noticed in this game Allen at – one or two other times, and McDermott one time running down the sideline to scream at an official for missing that Allen got hit in the head. They're not going to, and they're not going to be able to call them all. They won't want to call them all. So in terms of reaction, reactions to, uh, to the Tua incident or incidents, I want to see t- tomorrow or Tuesday, like what, what happened league-wide in week four after that like are we see did we see the league clamp down if you will mm-hmm. on those hits we did not really see it in this game but we did see a crucial penalty called on right. what often won't be called and often wasn't called in this same game the inconsistency is always there and you'll just go ken knows this we've talked to ken many times you just go crazy trying to do the like sort of the what about this game what about this play and this you know just it's just not uh bulldog it's not healthy <laughs> it's not recommended no. four out of five dentists say don't do that because you'll just go crazy <laughs> of course you'll be right but yeah. this happened in the other game and our hit was worse than that one so why was that because it's it's people they're, they're trying to officiate the rules but they're also serving their master yeah. And they're not going to call every penalty, and we don't want them to. It's tough. You know, I, I think in the end, in, in, in like the, the, the final tally, uh, they, they got a penalty for that type of foul that wasn't to me as flagrant a, a, as other plays maybe in the same game. So, like, like, what's the object? The object is to protect the players, right? Yeah. Um, so that doesn't – it's supposed to be, like, theoretically. Um, that's why those rules are in the books, right? Roughing the passer, glancing blow even out the quarterback's helmet gets called. Uh, receivers in the open field is a little different, and the line between defenseless receiver and runner. Um, and Charles Davis tried to explain that, and I, I'm not sure if, if I totally got it or not, but um, – in the end, I, I just I have a hard time being upset about the way calls went or didn't go in this game when you got the, the what I think is a, is a pretty generous call at a very very important moment. I'll say this too, Ken, on on the two guys colliding as Allen slides, I think you're going to get a lot more leeway from the officials on a play like that if you look like you're trying to avoid the player. And and I think the two Baltimore guys collide with one another because they realize Allen's sliding and they're trying to like not get a penalty. So I think they tried to not get a penalty. They still made some contact with him. But I think in that case, I want the refs to have some discretion and go like, there wasn't anything egregious there. there nobody was targeting him. Nobody was taking a shot. Anything, it looked to me, not having watched a replay of it since it first happened, like they were basically just trying to get out of the way. You, you don't want, I think I might speak for you, you don't want a quarterback to be able to game the rules. Like, slide and draw the contact which you know you're welcome to do i'm the league i don't want to succumb to that i don't want to you know play along right this what's the slide about the slide is to protect you even when your quarterback is bigger than me 
which we've got now. We had this with Newton a lot. So I think you'd, I'd have a, 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 an inclination to not call those penalties if I felt like the, the slide is sort of also meant to suck somebody in to a personal foul penalty. That's not what this is about. Go down in the play so you don't get hurt. Not so you can add 15 yards to your run. I think that's really the spirit of it. Um, and so, again, like it's just case by case, but everything, Bulldog, everything in officiating is a compromise. It's obviously to protect the. It's a TV show. And how do we get the most people to watch and give us money? <laughs> how about the pass interference call against Mark Andrews early in this game? So Andrews runs up the field, puts his hand on the Bills defender, turns, catches the ball, gets smacked down at the goal line, maybe a touchdown. Nope. Pass interference. Like you're not going to see 30 more in this game that are worse. And you did. But uh, illegal contact, interfe- all these different – you can hear it in my voice. It's just not healthy. you got to settle for it. Yep. you got to settle for the randomness and the inconsistency – why do teams win all their one-score games one year and lose them all the next? This is a reason. Officials are a reason. And who knows the difference between some of these penalties and not? It's just, come on. Yep. One other thing I'll add on, on the Allen play, the slide, is the wet field causes him to slide a lot farther than he normally yes. like it's a t- it's a it, For the defender, I think it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough play. So I, would, I, I don't know how much that impacts, if at all, what the official's discretion is there. But like, I had no – I never thought for a second that should be a flag, that play, when I watched it live. And it might have got them the one at the end, though. Yep, the, their reaction been. to it might have got them the mm-hmm. one at the end. Yep. I would play it – if Allen's coming at me, I would play it the way Marcus Peters played it. You see the one, the 20-yard run by Allen, left to right, out near midfield. Like He sort of turns it on. And Peters is back there in coverage – and you see him, look for it. It's kind of funny. You see him just stand there waiting for Allen. He's perfectly still. He doesn't go after him. He's not going, he's not going low. He's not, he's not going anywhere. I'm just going to stand here, and when you get close to me, you're going to slide. That's the deal we've made. That's the agreement. I'll stand here and not launch myself at you. I don't want to anyway because I could get hurt. Right. I mean, you're so much bigger than me. And, you know, okay, deal, right? I'll stand here. I'll be in your way. You go down, and we'll, let's move on. That's Peters. Peters made a deal there with himself. I'm not, I'm not trying to tackle you. Let's just not. 23-20 Bills. More post-game discussion next. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Fourth and goal from the two. Ravens offense still on the field. Here we go. Here we go, fourth and goal from the two. Davis in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. Now he's in motion to the left side. In the shotgun. Snap, Jackson gonna throw, takes a look. Pocket collapsing, drops back, throws it towards the end zone. It is intercepted in the end zone. Picked off in the end zone. Jordan Poyer stepped in front of that pass. Picked off in the end zone by the Bills veteran safety, Jordan Poyer, how about that one? Difference maker of the game is safety Jordan Poyer. That one of his two fourth quarter interceptions, snuffing out a Baltimore scoring chance and setting the Bills up for a game-winning drive starting at their own 20 instead of at the three, which is where that ball was snapped from. 
Difference Maker of the Game is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Two quickies on out of town and then calls, talk about eight, eight or nine minutes. We'll have Josh Allen after that, his comments after the game. Uh, 48-45 Seattle at Detroit. That is Scorigami. First ever 48-45 NFL game. Two, yes, New England has entered the Bailey Zappi to Lil Jordan Humphrey phase of life. Mm. Brian Hoyer started today with Mac Jones injured. Hoyer went out early. Zappi is a rookie mid-round pick, I believe, this year, fourth or fifth round, maybe third. Uh, but that's happening. Green Bay leads 7-3. to It's not like they're tearing it up, though, Green Bay, uh, against the Patriots. Bills don't see New England until December, if you're wondering. All right, back to the phones. We have, let's see, Randy. Let's talk to Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I just want to say this was a great game. Um, it, you've already stated it's excellent coaching, and uh, the team didn't choke when they had a lot of bad, bad breaks in the, the first half. And you just said the difference maker of the game was Jordan Poyer. I'd just like to emphasize what a study is. Um, if you look at a replay, if anyone looks at it online, he was way out of position. Mm-hmm. He was close to the field goal post mm-hmm. when the wide receiver for the, the Ravens was staying on wide open. He was wide open by a lot. And he closed that gap in New York second, and he deserves to be paid. I don't know if the Bills are going to pay him. They might not. Of respect, they might not pay him. But he deserves it. And I would encourage anyone to watch how close how he closed that gap. It was amazing. He's a stud. It was a great play. You're right. It's a great play, too, on the first pick he had. I mean, everybody wants – there's so much time with the ball in the air there. Everybody's going to want to get under it and jump and get it. And he's able to do it with Jackson right beside him. I'm not – Sure, still. Like, I want to see that again if Jackson had a chance to knock him down. It's a tipped pass, so there's no penalty mm-hmm. for that. Right. Um, that's what you'd want your guys to do. But he's the closest guy to Poyer when Poyer makes that play. There are a lot of guys really close to Poyer on that play. Yeah. Scrum at midfield. The, the second one, like the caller saying, I mean, he, he, he nailed it. He described it great. If you can find it online, go look at it. It. He is about where the caller says he is, near the goal, you know, underneath the goalpost, and sees. I don't know if he sees Jackson looking at Duvernay or just notices Duvernay. Whatever it is, he, his awareness was was just in the nick of time because he got there just as the ball did. Next is Cam. Hi, Cam. Hi. How you guys doing? Good. First time, long time. Thank you. Um, I I just wanted to say that the, like um, I don't think the NFL is causing holding penalties anymore. Um, what do you guys think about that? Like, like, I, like on linemen, on, on pass rushers, yeah. Well, there, there were, yeah, there are a couple. Of, in fact, a, a listener has already sent me screen grabs of. I think Lawson gets held. You mentioned that, Mike, on that on that fourth down play that we were just like, talking around about. the neck. Yeah, he beats his man cleanly, and the guy get, get, hooks him around the neck. Lawson blows right through it so fast that maybe that's why you don't get a flag, but it was holding. And the other one that I couldn't think of from earlier in the game that looked really egregious to me is the fullback. I think it's the fullback on Dane Jackson on a corner blitz. He, he just 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 turned him, he turned him right around uh, holding him. Um, and that, that was in the first half, I believe. Yeah, and you'd still get some, and you need to get some, but don't forget the the overall. 
the league, the, the what the league wants is for about a certain number of penalties to be called. Some, definitely not many, too many. You've watched definitely games. Not all. <laughs> definitely not all. It'll never be all, thank goodness. You've watched lots of games where you hear the announcers sort of, oh, oh, this is taking forever. So many penalties. This as if how many penalties are called has anything to do that complaint has anything to do with whether these calls are accurate. It's just too many anyway. They're, yes, they're accurate. You don't hear that criticism all the time. You hear it's too many. So that's that's the overall. How many penalties are we going to call? We're not calling holding all the time. You're watching a sport, not so much this game, where teams want to throw on every play. It's team, great quarterbacks, $40, $50 million guys. The rules push you toward passing, so let's let's throw the ball all the time. Allen, 63 passes last week. I mean, how many would there have be would there have been holding on? Twenty? Ten? How many were called? Any? I don't know. Maybe one or two. Whatever happens in a game, there's gonna be one or two. If it's five, it's a story. Regardless of whether they're right. Holding, you should you should do it all the time. Force the officials to call it on you. Just do it all the time. The good teams do, I think. I don't know. At least I've thought that at times watching football. Pass interferences like this. They don't want to call two in a row. Anyway, love talking about the refs. Uh, Dean is next. Hi, Dean. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I uh, just wanted to make a few points. Um, this is my first. Uh, this is my favorite Bills win in a long time for a few reasons. I think first we got to see our superstar quarterback with highlight plays. That throw to Shakir on the sideline where he evaded the sack was just magical. Um, secondly, he also did a really good job as a runner today, getting critical first downs and uh, sliding when it was appropriate. Second, I think the coaching staff did a really good job. I uh, especially like the way they managed the clock at the end of the first, uh, at the end of the game. Um, and then they also did a really good job on Lamar Jackson in the second half of the game, limiting him as a runner and as a thrower. And then finally, uh, the resiliency aspect. Obviously, winning a one-score game was big. Um, I really like where this team is heading. They're getting healthy at the right time, right as they're getting into the meat of our schedule. Uh, I'll hang up and listen, and thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I think all those are, are you know, there's, there's nothing to poke holes in there. Um, e- even the end of the first half drive, there was a moment during that drive where I thought, why didn't you call a timeout there? But they got it. They cooked it right down to the very end and left Baltimore no time after they got their touchdown. So they, they handled it well. The end of the game was, uh, to me, a master class. I mean, it was just it was just perfect. One more. Here's Tim with us. Hi, Tim. Hey, guys. I wanted to piggyback on the guy who's advocating for Porter to get paid. I'd like to see the organization commit to Tremaine Evans finally. I don't know what the ambivalence is on him. He was a predator out there today. He's done nothing but be great, I think. And I remember when he got off the plane with Josh, he was selected in the first round along with him. They looked like two kids in their first day of school. He's been there all along, and I really love his play. Um, I, I don't know why they're not locking him up. So what do you guys think? It's big money, and he had a very good day today, and I think a lot of people who aren't in love with – I like the player fine, but if you got to pay him top linebacker money on this team right now, I think that's tough to do. That's the problem. Um, everyone would like Poyer to get paid. The season is four games old now. And I just don't see it. I think you you get to this point without giving him a contract extension. 
I'm not saying it can't happen, but it would really surprise me now. I think you've got him here. He's playing. He's contributing. Um, uh, I, I just I would be surprised if they hit him with a big extension now. I, I, I think the decision might may have been made to let him play it out. I think it can be unfortunate, but a big part of the equation is how valuable is the position. Like it, it, Maybe Edmonds is around league average. Certainly the, he's a polarizing kind of guy. Some people think he's great. Some people think he's terrible. Let's say for the sake of this point that he's around league average. How many more games would have the Bills would the Bills have won since 2020 with someone else, someone better, playing inside linebacker, playing linebacker? Like one? Who knows? Like you could pick out plays. I could sure. pick out plays in their wins that he makes, and that counts too. So that's I think how you start when it comes to this stuff. I think it's interesting that they paid Knox because they've never really thrown the ball to Knox, and they're still not. Today he gets a catch. Like it, that's a big play. And he seems to fit in well, and maybe Edmonds does too. But you, know, you can't keep everybody. And I, I yep. my opinion would be I, get the guys who mean the most to your wins to your record. I don't like talking like this after a game where both of those guys played so well. Right, right. But I don't. I, I, I think it's going to be very hard. I'd be surprised if they find a way to keep both Milano and Edmonds. You want to find a path to keeping Edmonds? It's having Terrell Bernard replace Milano next year. That that's maybe your path. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Thanks for your calls. We'll have Josh Allen's postgame comments next. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 